Today, a whistleblower alleges that the CIA bribed their analysts to change their conclusion of the COVID-19 origins. Mitt Romney announces he won't seek re-election. And you'll never guess what a drag queen in California was caught doing. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today, new testimony from a highly credible whistleblower alleges that the CIA rewarded six of their analysts with significant financial incentives to change their COVID-19 origins conclusion from a lab leak to zoonosis. According to a letter written to the CIA from the chairs of the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, they say a multi-decade senior level current agency officer has come forward to provide information to the committees regarding the agency's analysis into the origins of COVID-19. According to the whistleblower, the agency assigned seven officers to a COVID discovery team. The team consisted of multidisciplinary and experienced officers with significant scientific expertise. It goes on to state that, according to the whistleblower, six of the seven members of the team believed the intelligence and science were sufficient to make a low-confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. The seventh member of the team, who also happened to be the most senior, was the only one to believe COVID-19 originated through zoonosis. At which point, the other six were offered significant financial incentives to change their position. Now, ultimately, the CIA declined to take a position on the origins of COVID, unlike their counterparts, the FBI and the Department of Energy, who have admitted the lab leak hypothesis is the likely origin, even though, remember, we listened to the, all the top experts at the time in 2020, like Dr. Fauci. They told us it was like from, I don't know, bat soup or something, but don't ask for the details on that watch. A group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. So, I mean, the the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available too. Totally consistent. This is the state of every single government alphabet agency. There is no science. There are no experts. Or rather, there are. They're just not giving you real data. Everything the government touches is manipulated. If they fund the study, which oftentimes they do, you can be sure that the study will reach the government's desired result. If this were about truth and facts and justice for Americans who died from the pandemic, there would be no bribes necessary. But that would also be assuming we had a government who actually cared about its people rather than their own damn power. Here to discuss this and more, we have Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, and Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. That was a cute little wave. What, right? I thought so, too. That was very dainty. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, it's, it's hard because I keep, COVID is not over for me. I still have like uh, I still have a lot of um, grievances I'd like to air. <laughs> no, I still have a lot of revenge <laughs> I'd like to get. I, there's all. a lot of retribution and vindication that I would like to achieve, and I see <laughs> things like this happen. And sometimes I wonder, like, do Americans even care? Like, does the average American even care anymore about this? I do, 
But but does the average American? I, I don't know. To me, this is a big deal. The CIA tried to pay off analysts on their team from disclosing the conclusion that they came to. That's a big freaking deal. Does America care? Uh that's a good question. I, I, I they should, yeah. they should care. I think you know, honestly, um, of all the work that you know, like for example, the Biden impeachment stuff, right? Like, I think that's really important work that the House is doing right now. This is more important, though. I mean, finding out where this yeah. came from and, and locking it down as much as possible, I think, is one of the most important investigations that we can go into because. You know, another one of these could happen. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like we're going to slow down with our scientific advancement. Everyone's going to be keep trying brand new, shiny experiments all over the world, and we better understand how these things spread. Um, I, of course, you know, I'm pretty convinced at this point that it came from a lab. I have be higher than low confidence on that particular um, <laughs> guess. But like one of the things that in that Fauci clip is really instructive of how this stuff happens, where like I can look at this as like a, a, a I'm watching a Netflix documentary on true crime, right? It's let's say it's a murder investigation. I can look at all the evidence and all these things going on and everything to me as a person watching this documentary points to the central fact, right? The central fact that it came from this lab. It's right down the road. I mean, there's a hundred different things. We can go through all the evidence. I know you've done it a hundred times there, Sarah. But like, Fauci in that, in that moment has a real ability to disarm all of that because he can basically say, well, the thing you don't know how to do, sequence genomes, mm-hmm. is the thing that proves that you're wrong. And I can't, I can't credibly challenge that. I don't know how to do that myself. Like, I can read other experts who say they can do it. And there were other experts who said, actually, this doesn't look at all like the normal way this would happen. And you can pick which expert you want to follow. But if you have someone who's not being honest to the American people, and clearly we know like, for example, that clip in particular, he was not being honest. There was plenty of questions mm-hmm. about this. He knew it wasn't a closed case. We've now read the emails that show that they were having that conversation. Exactly. They were discussing it themselves. And so he had that ability as an expert to disarm that entire conversation for most people. I mean, maybe not you know people at the blaze who are questioning that type of stuff all the time. But like, generally speaking... For the American people, like at the beginning, it was like, okay, I guess, I guess it wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's a lot of power, and it's not, it's power that we should not be handing over to anyone, right? Yeah. This is why, you know, we've talked about this so many times. It's really important to let uh, disparate voices speak, even if they're wrong, mm-hmm. right? Like even if they wind up being totally wrong, which a lot of times they are, but if they are not allowed to speak. This stuff gets uh, pushed down, and we can now see that there was tons of stuff that they were lying about the whole time, or at least very wrong about. And, uh, you know, I, I think you, you look at this and say that you'd like to think that they were just wrong. But when mm. you see that they're paying people off, um, when you see that they had all these conversations behind the scenes about these studies, and some of those same scientists signed on to that, that ma- major paper that, that sort of locked this all down at the time, you realize that it really wasn't just they didn't know. It was more than that. I had a lot of grace for people, especially at the beginning of this, for, for maybe doing things that were, mis- you know, you're wrong, you're off the, off like, the mark. Like, wa- like washing their groceries? Yeah, right. Like, I remember <laughs> there was a time that a lot of weird crap happened, right? I mean, it's true. And I think that was understandable and okay for a while. And then it got to the point where it was really ridiculous. And we do, I, I'm with you on this in that we have to, a retribution or revenge, I think was the word you may have used, yes. um, might not be the strong. word I would no, use. No, I feel strongly about that. And I, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> but people being held accountable for the things they did like that, mm-hmm. I think is crucial. Because well, this will happen again. Yeah. Normally I would say that um, when it comes to like sequencing genomes and virology that I would need to consult an expert, you know, and get their opinion to make up my mind. 
this is not one of those cases <laughs> at all. I mean, after seeing those emails we're talking about where like Dr. Christian Anderson is like, it looks, looks engineered to me. That's what it looks like. <laughs> right. and that then, statement was way before that, <laughs> yeah. before that was public. I mean, we yeah. didn't know about that. Right, that right, right, right. But, but after seeing that and then seeing the, the follow-on conversations where Fauci's basically like, oh, everyone stop talking. Let's get on a phone call right away. And then they're pressuring people in a meeting and saying, this is our policy. We're sticking to it. And then he's talking about like papers in those like nature journals. That was also part of the cover-up for them to flood them, flood it with that with that information. Um, as Stu points out, it was right across the road, basically, yeah. where this book comes out. Oh, gee, I wonder where it came from. The place where they have the largest depository of, of coronaviruses right. in the world. Right. And the look, this is such an open and shut case. It's hilarious that we're still being gaslit that it's anything else. But to answer your question, mm -hmm. do we they even really want to know? I think there is some COVID fatigue that some just regular yeah. people are like, I look, I just just go away, yeah. right? Just stop. Oh, I'm totally enough. there. Yeah. I, I'm totally there. Especially with them trying to bring masks back, right? And people are just like, stop. But then when stop. but then when you I do want to know because mm -hmm. the further you go into this exactly. into this story exactly. is a much deeper, deeper cover-up. I mean, they, th this was an all-out race to get mRNA vaccinations that went all the way back to just after SARS, basically. That's when they started this. Um you know, gain-of-function research, funding was halted, I think, by the U.S. government uh, during that time. They had to continue this, so it had to continue somewhere. So they go to China. And now there's this huge, um, you know, cooperation and basically arms race to get this vaccine where, you know, people like Dr. Barrick, Peter Daszak, they're all working in Wuhan. Funding from uh, NIH directly is go they're one of the only organizations that had funding going directly towards Wuhan, but then also indirectly through, you know, it would start at NIH, then it would go through universities, then it would eventually go to Wuhan. EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth. Same with USAID. Now, that's interesting to me based off of CIA whistleblowers, which you called an incredibly credible whistleblower. I don't c consider anybody that comes from CIA to be incredibly mm. credible anymore. Well, I didn't say incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's, what, that's the only thing that kind of throws me off on this. I don't know whether to believe these guys or not. I really don't. I, I can't even tell where the psyop is coming from. Yeah. It's like I'm like, whoa, another word. Um, but um, but we know USAID money did end up going down there. Now I'm just curious if the CIA did not want that to be fully explored. Maybe they they probably still don't want that fully explored. Mm -hmm. How involved were they with USAID? How involved was uh, USAID with uh, uh, providing funding directly to Wuhan? Um, we know the Pentagon was also involved in some way. Uh, there's a lot more tentacles that are spread out and involved in this story that they don't want anyone to know the so, answer. So to that point, I want to play a clip here of uh, State Department spokesman Matt Miller, who was asked, uh, it's a, an exchange with a reporter, because the reporter was asking him uh, about the amount of taxpayer money that has been allocated to, to your point, Jason, to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and its collaborators, and it was a ki kind of an awkward exchange. Watch. How much money went from USAID to this to the work at Wuhan and to their collaborator, Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina uh, to create, the, to collect and make coronaviruses that are weaponized, that um, are more deadly. So I, first of all, reject the implicit accusation in that question and I do not have at my finger, I, 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 do, not, I do not have at my fingertips the particular details of USAID are you funding. Saying for certain, are you saying for certain go, that go no USAID money go, went to the I, I, Wuhan I, Institute I've of Virology? Question. Go ahead. No, please tell me. Do you, no, do you, I, I, are you I, stating I, that no I, USAID I, money say, went? I am happy to take questions 
questions from those in this audience. I'm happy to answer them. I appreciate that they treat uh, every person in this room, including myself, respectfully. I call on you. I'm now calling on someone else. Go ahead. Treat me respectfully. Please tell me. What are you denying? Go ahead. What please. is your denial? So, it's so a non denial denial. You, now, first of all, the reporter just needed to stop. Um, but you would think if you really, I mean, a spokesperson is supposed to give information, right? They're supposed to inform the public. So if you really want to answer the question in good faith, and okay, I get it. You don't have the information at your fingertips right sure. now. You don't have it, right? Couldn't you say, like, I will get that information for you and I will provide it to you, You're right? You're supposed to say, I'll circle back. That's, that's how, great, that that's was the Jinsaki. Yeah. You pull off the Jinsaki in that moment, then you never circle back. That's yeah. how you're supposed to handle that moment. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, it's like he got a he. Yes, there. Look, there clearly is an implicit accusation there. He's yeah. correct on that. Yeah, yeah. That being said, answer the freaking question. Right. You don't have to give him any. Was that? Did this happen? I mean, I think we all know that it did, directly or indirectly. And you know that going on is a, is a problem. Whether you like, you don't have to take responsibility for the pandemic to admit where your funding went, right? Like they should, it, they might have an argument. And like as Jason said, like they were chasing technology they thought would be helpful. Some of these people, right? Like this isn't, it's not necessarily even a nefarious story. But when you hide it, mm -hmm. it can be, right? Um, it can be very nefarious. Um, you know, look, it, 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 I think it is a nefarious story. I personally think it's a nefarious story. But like you can make an argument, and scientists have like that they think this this uh, type of research is really beneficial, and it can be. If look under perfect circumstances, I think you could argue it is mm -hmm. right. If we actually trusted a lab to be in the most per, you know perfect uh, isolated cir you know circumstances with no chance of it leaking out, whatever. I mean, it's impossible to guarantee that, which is why it's risky. But in it's that, also why you go to China because that's what they're known right, for. Right. That's right. very trustworthy. No. Well, <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And that's the problem, right? They went, they ran away from the magnifying glass here and went over there to a place where they were doing it in what, the BSL-2 labs, which yeah. are like, you know, basically like, you know, basically like I, I cover my mouth when I cough. It's about the safety <laughs> measure they take. And that's about it. Jason, last word on this. Uh, I saw yeah. you. I saw you viscerally reacting to the clip, so well, I want to make sure. I, I winced when he said weaponized because he might yeah. have actually got an, an answer from mm -hmm. him, but I think he pissed him off when he said weaponized. Right. Yeah. He, he shouldn't have said that. Um, and I know that State Department's spokesman knows the answer. I know the answer, and right. I don't, not only that, it's it's two point one million dollars. That's how much. Well, that's between NIH and USAID split. Okay, but to be fair, <clears throat> most of Biden's hires are not very smart. So, <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't say just because. Because you know the answer, he does. Like he probably is. I mean, Karine Jean Pierre. Oh yeah, need she I, know any need I say? Need I say anything? So else? She reads them all. <laughs> um, all right, we got to uh, we got to take a, a quick break, and then I have a very sad story. Oh no! About Mitt Romney. Oh no! Yeah, we'll get to that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So. <laughs> If you have odors in your home that you just can't get rid of, which I would know nothing about. <laughs> no about this. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about. <laughs> Let me just tell you, um, I was running my Eden Pure full blast all weekend after a dog uh, got skunked. One of our dogs. She's no longer our dog. We gave her up. I'm just kidding. She's still our dog. But uh, the point is, if you have a zoo like me, if you have uh, you know really strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, uh, litter boxes. 
We got cats, too. Possums are on my list. They probably smell really badly. I don't know. I don't care. I want them. So (laughs) what I did in my house is I loaded up on these thunderstorm air purifiers. They start working in seconds to clear the room of any odor. And it's just you just turn the dial up and down. Uh, There's not a filter that you ever have to replace. And I'm telling you, they work. So um, we have one in our utility room. We have one uh, in my pre pubescent child's room because there are smells coming from that room that I don't know what they are, but I don't ever want to smell them again. And I don't have to with my thunderstorm. I really highly suggest you guys check this out. You can go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code Sarah. You can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. Trust me, you will want them. Put them wherever you need them most. Three units for under $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. Oh, no. Uh, oh, I'm really sorry to tell you this, guys. Oh, no. Senator Mitt Romney <gasps> from Utah. Oh. He announced today he will not seek a second term. Oh. He's oh, not, so not going to do it. He's not that's coming so back. Sad. No. Stu is smiling, but that's a sad I, I smile. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Oh, man. Listen <laughs> to what I'm saying. I'm saying it's really bad. But you can't and stop smiling. I can't. I, can't. I, I, I physically can't stop <laughs> smiling. I think it's a. It's like a Nancy Pelosi thing. <laughs> I can't. I'm always going to. This is good news. This is very good news. I'm very excited about this news, Sarah. Well, I want to play. Let's play. Oh. We don't know how much longer we're going to have him, right? We don't know how much longer we're going to. I mean, I don't think anything is going to top the uh, the Mitt Romney talking about how much he loves wieners uh, video. <laughs> but we don't one. know how much longer we're going to be able to. Wow, I was not expecting you guys to have that picture. Do they just have that like? <laughs> the like what is the? <laughs> Apparently, yes. Uh, our director, my husband, has saved that. Mm knowing probably me too well that I would continue to make fun of him for the stupid hat. Where do you even buy a hat with a wiener on it? That's not like Sarah's secret or a, a you know what? I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Let's go ahead and play uh, Mitt Romney making this announcement on X-Watch. I've spent my last 25 years in public service of one kind or another. At the end of another term, I'd be in my mid-80s. Frankly, it's time for a new generation of leaders. They're the ones that need to make the decisions that will shape the world they will be living in. While I'm not running for re-election, I'm not retiring from the fight. I'll be your United States Senator until January of 2025. That's the bad news. I will keep working on these and other issues, and I'll advance our state's numerous priorities. I look forward to working with you and with folks across our state and nation in that endeavor. It really is a profound honor to serve Utah and the country. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. Mm, So touching. So touching. Um, It does explain a lot of his positions that he's held in the Senate. You're like, do you expect to get reelected in Utah? You know, I will say I actually believe him on this. As far as like character, I don't think he's a bad guy. Actually, I think he's a good guy. I really do. I might be the only person on the table that thinks that, but I mean, I actually think he is. I just don't think, I just don't like his politics. I, so, but do you think, cause like, I, I think maybe um, on a personal level, like he seems like a family man, right? He's a he, family man, heavily religious. But I just, well, it's not like just because you say that you're religious, you can never be, you know, 
have character issues, right? Sure. I mean, but I just I I think it's his it's his arrogance for me because I I would argue that he has not been operating uh, in a in a way that would represent his constituents. He just does it because he thinks he knows better. Yeah, I think that's politicians in general. But uh, it really sticks. That really sticks out to him, and I think people like us because he's there as a Republican senator. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really act like a Republican senator, mm-hmm. um, or at least not. The, uh, maybe he does act like a Republican, just not a conservative. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, Romney's always conflicted me because he enrages me with the decisions he makes. He enrages enrages me with a lot of the stuff during the Trump administration. He was really pissing me off. Um, but I actually think he's a good guy. And there's not a whole lot of people that I think are actual good Ugh. guys in the government. I'm tired of you talking already. Really? I mean, it's, <laughs> d- Stu, back me up here, right? No, don't. You don't think don't he's do a good it. guy? No. I think he's a good guy. I don't like his politics. I'm glad he's leaving. Uh, we don't. We definitely don't need people like him making decisions for the, you know, for any kind of conservatism, so which well, he is I, not. I'll say this: there are a lot of worse people in the government. Right. So I think to your to your point, wow. I think there are. He's not the worst human being. I mean, that's Lindsey Graham. He's not, the, he's not the worst human being in the Senate. Um, but That was like a good PC diplomatic yeah. answer. So. <laughs> I do feel like he's... Trying to please a, both parties. There's a bit of... It's a, you know, look. <clears throat> here's a guy who, since we've known him in public life, has taken basically every flavor of ice cream in the conservative ice cream shop mm-hmm. and served it up to us. And it's like... <laughs> You know, and when I say conservative, I mean broadly. I mean all the way to very moderate in, in Massachusetts. I mean, when he was running in 2012, I thought he was, you know, like, I, I think he would have been a fine president if he was elected. He would have disappointed me often. Uh, but uh, he would have been a hell of a lot better than Barack Obama was. And I really wanted him to win in 2012. He had some policies I thought were good. He you wanted also, him to win in the general. Yeah, in the general. Right. In the general, yeah. Okay. Um, but, like, you know, again, like... He, I think, has taken a turn from that era where he was arguing for strong border policies and and good, you know, a lot of solid tax policy and a lot of different things that were okay in 2012. Um, You know, he's a little bit of a relic, I think. It really doesn't feel like he fits this era at all. I... uh, do think he's been a really bad senator, though. Like, I forget, you know, the, you know, his, I don't know him personally. Uh, you know, Glenn can comment on that, and and he would. I don't think he'd be backing you up necessarily with all of your viewpoints on on, on Mitt. Um, but I will say, like, policy-wise, like, I think as a senator, he's been terrible, especially for the state of Utah. And this is one of my big obsessions: is we a lot of times spend, you know, a lot of energy as Republicans and conservatives complaining about, you know, Susan Collins in Maine, right? And like, look, Susan Collins sucks. She does. But she's in Maine. The fact that we have Susan Collins in Maine is probably a win for the conservative movement because honestly, you're probably going to get a Democrat who's going to be much, much worse. To me, the biggest target all of us should think about all the time is targeting these mediocre to bad senators in bright red states. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to put up with a guy like Mitt Romney as our senator from Utah. We have Mike Lee. Mm -hmm. We should have another Mike Lee. Get another Mike Lee. We did a a show, I don't know, probably three months ago now, where I went through all the senators that were up for, they're coming up for re-election in 2024. And and I said, we complain all the time. This is the time to find good um, challengers for that particular senator, the one that sucks in a red state. And I went through all of them, uh, and I, I kind of came up with three different uh, ideas, uh, diff- different paths to go through. Because, look, it's one thing, can your person actually win the primary, right? Are they popular among their, if, is the sitting, if Mitt Romney's super popular among Republicans, you're, whoever's challenging him probably not going to win the primary. If you win the primary, will you win the general? 
right? A lot of times we've done this where we've knocked off moderate people in the primary and then they go on to lose the general. Well, that's not a win. And then uh, number three is how conservative are they? And I went through all of this, uh, you know, built a big spreadsheet and everything. You're going to be surprised to hear that Mitt Romney was the number one target in America when it comes to terrible senators uh, under this criteria. He, by a margin, he only has a 40% approval among Republicans mm. in his own state. I mean, it's likely that if anyone credible would have challenged him here, he would have lost. And I think that may be the story here. That may, may be the story that there was a challenger who wanted to come up. Maybe we'll find out who it is very soon. Yeah. Uh, and wanted to take him on and was waiting to see for him to make his decision. There may have been some backroom conversations going on on that front. And he wanted to step down instead of getting defeated by just stepping down. Where was John Cornyn on that list? That uh, that two or three. Okay. Uh, Cor- I, I think Cornyn was, uh, yeah, I think Cornyn was up. I, I'm trying to think he, of Well, he may not. Is he running? Yeah, yeah I, think it was, I think that was the reason he wasn't okay, up there. He, okay. his, he, on the criteria, he was very high, but he wasn't running in it, 2024. I was going to say, it would prob- it'd probably be very close between Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney and John Cornyn. I will say, Romney was uniquely bad. I mean, wow. he was his voting record is terrible. Cornyn is, is bad, okay. but it's not as bad as, as Romney's is. Uh, it's pretty bad but yeah. it's not as bad if you're if you're way worse than cornyn wow it was it's, a, it's the bottom of the he's barrel. really just turned into basically what he was in massachusetts which was basically a democrat with a couple of conservative tendencies yeah, yeah. i should probably just shut up now on romney because the audience is going to absolutely kill me mm-hmm. on it but i, I just want to make a note i do not like romney no 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 i do not like romney i think he is so just just to clarify i do because i feel like i have to now oddly i um I have a feeling like he's he's a, he's a terrible Republican. He's a terrible conservative. That's the main reason why I don't like him. I do not like that he's in the Republican Party. I mean, didn't he? Wasn't he the one that brought uh, to Massachusetts uh, like Romney Governor Ron, yeah Romney yes. Care yeah. Yes. before Obamacare? Before Obamacare, mm-hmm. um, that's what was hilarious when we were voting for him for president. I was like, wait, what? Well, I mean, but, but I, I think like, no the argument options. could be made too. Like, I, I don't agree with it, but I do get the argument. Like, well, that's because states should be able to determine that, not the federal government, right. with some one size fits yeah, all. Yeah, it's definitely approach. a better policy than Obamacare, I'm right? Not, but but my, but my view of Romney, and again, I could be wrong on this. I don't have any inside stories that that other people might have. But I mean, I, I respect the fact when someone is like a true believer in something and they stick to their guns. Yeah, but he, it'll it'll piss but me off. I don't off. know that he is. Well, yeah. I, he switched positions. Minutes, yeah. yeah. Is, d- does he switch though? Because I I feel like he's got like a, a like a certain morality and he just goes that direction regardless. No, I think there's. I mean, on that particular issue, because I think like for example, a lot of people were uh, beating word. him up on the Trump impeachment stuff, mm-hmm. and I think he really believed that. I think he really did. Yeah. I think he was wrong on on the vote, yeah, but I do think he actually believed what he was doing there. I don't think he. I don't think he's a constant liar. I don't think he has much of a a political um, uh, ideology. Right? It seems like he he was willing to go like Biden, sort of wherever the the Democratic Party was for him, wherever the Republican Party was over a long period of time. Whatever he needed to be, he became in almost a Beto esque fashion, and that's not <laughs> something I respect at all. Mm-hmm. But I do think you're right. I think he I think restoring, in his view, the old time like respect of the Oval Office is something he actually legitimately cares about, and right or wrong, thinks Trump violated in a big way, and that's what I think motivated that vote. But that, I do think he believed it, right or wrong. I don't like him. I want that record to be clear. I, I don't want like him, him out. I don't of like the him. No, I want him out too. I don't that. like Absolutely. him personally. I don't like him professionally. I don't like the hot dog hat. And 
and I well, am happy. A hot dog hat I would defend. I think no. a hot dog hat's <laughs> no. pretty nice. No. And I am happy that he is leaving. The, the whole wiener video thing he did, I'm not going to respect that. But the hat, I think I'm on board with the hat. <laughs> I think I'm okay with a hot dog hat. Well, I know what I'm getting Stu for his next birthday. Um, all right, want to take a quick break. First, want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So, Relief Factor, so many of us at Blaze have used, um, I guess, because we've all reached the age where things hurt sometimes. So, whether you have arthritis, maybe you have back pain, knee pain. I know this guy, uh, when he was in the military, I don't know, at Four one point in time, he was in shape. Yeah. Because he went running and uh, tore up his knees. And he tried Relief Factor. And did it work, Jason? It worked. I, I couldn't do my three-mile runs. And now I can do them yeah. after taking them. Well, I stopped taking it, so I can't do it again. That's my excuse. <laughs> I was like, my, I, my wife keeps making me go exercise. I need to stop taking Relief Factor. <laughs> <laughs> so Relief Factor works because it actually targets the inflammation in your body. It's a very, very heavy, strong anti-inflammatory. It's all natural. It's not a drug. Uh, but it does go to that root cause of the pain. So it's not going to be like something topical. It's going to give you like 10 minutes of relief and then you're going to be in pain again. That's stupid. Don't do that. Okay. Try relief factor. Um, Jason, this part of the, of this is for you. Try relief factor, mm -hmm. go to relieffactor.com, get the three week quick start pack. It's 1995. 70% of the people who order it. Well, you know this, they keep ordering it because it's working for them. Jason is in that percentage. He's just stupid and needs to go buy more. Jason, relieffactor.com. <laughs> An illegal immigrant convicted of murdering his ex-girlfriend was finally apprehended this morning after he apparently escaped a Pennsylvania prison last month and uh, was on the lam for two weeks. Oh, look at that picture. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> and Stu, I do notice he is wearing a Philadelphia Eagles. That, that is, is what Eagles I fan. immediately <laughs> understand. Uh, go Birds. Uh, I, I saw say. this and was hoping that was Jalen Hurts got arrested for something. He's like, oh, yes! Yes! Oh, <laughs> well, that would give you a chance this year. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, So I, I think like I mean, I could read the details of this, but I, oh, by the way, he's also wanted in Brazil for another murder. So really good guy. Good guy that um, that this that this gentleman is Danilo Cavalcante. And um, my question is, first of all, I'd love an admittance from the left that like sometimes illegal immigrants can be bad people because they they seem to try to purport that like, oh, well, these are just people looking for a better life. All of these people who are entering the country, strangely, a lot of them are single men, young men and not really necessarily families. And strangely, a lot of them are from, I don't know, like Haiti and China and Russia and all of these other Strangely, also, some of them are on the terrorist watch list, but don't worry, they're all people coming just for a better life. And obviously, that's not the case. But also, should we, I mean, does he belong in our prisons once he convicts, once he's convicted of a crime? Should have been deported. That's what I think. But th well, but then it's like should he, should he because can we even do that once we he committed a crime here, here yeah. okay he committed a crime here plus if the border is open and we deport him he could just yeah, come right like, back over I actually yeah. want him here once he commits a major crime a murder I want him in jail here I, right I want to be able to control the situation because God only knows what what is a yeah. Mexican prison you know if he bribes one guy he's probably walking free right. and coming back right I mean he was he was from Brazil Brazil, Brazil. Right, yeah. Um, but I'm uh, so you know he was so he has a murder there. He comes here illegally, murders someone here. Um, but he was just here to a good person mm. looking for work. I'm sure. Um, mm. 
you know, it is amazing that that is just not going to be part of the story, right? Like that is not part of the story. Uh, he, you know, it's an amazing story, right? The, you, we showed the video of him crab walking up the... the that was legit. <laughs> that's legit. I was going to say, like, I would be the guy who think about this, but my core strength wouldn't be strong. <laughs> and I would just fall down on my face and embarrass myself, and I'd be on, a, on like, America's Funniest Home Videos right around there, and my, my face would smash to the ground. Um, but this is true. This is something that is actually going on. Like, people all... Like, Trump... Gets in trouble because he came out here and said, oh, you're, they're sending a rapist. They're sending the worst of us. But like and like, I'll, yes, it's not. I'm not saying I'm not saying the Mexican governor is like, oh, which rapist can we send? Like, I don't think that's happening. No. But I will say when you're running away from authorities in the country where you've committed a crime and you could easily go across the border with for a much better life here. Kind of seems like it's probably appealing to a lot of people. And the the question isn't like what at what rate do illegal immigrants commit crimes? We don't want to import any crime, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So zero crime is the appropriate amount for people coming in here illegally. And I will also note that coming here illegally is already a crime. So you're also committing that additional crime. They don't want to talk about that. They, you know, We're now seeing some real change in this issue, largely because of what's gone on uh, with busing people up to New York City and, and D.C. I think there's that conversation's changed. It's nice to see some of these northern blue states yeah. and cities deal with some of this because this is stuff that Texas deals with every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and, and I love, you know, you mentioned um, zero crime would be the appropriate answer if you have America's best interests in mind. Because, mm. you know, I, I hear the argument, too, like, well, Americans commit crime, too. Well, I got it. But, like, we can't do anything about them. That's our family. Right, like, right. If you have a, a loser citizens. in your family, right, right, you deal with it at Thanksgiving dinner. You don't bring in some idiot from down the street right. who's also a, a crazy person. You don't import the crazy. Right. And that's what we're doing in here. Yeah, yeah, Jason. I got to say, after reading the details of this story and this apprehension, I couldn't this I suddenly couldn't think of this story any, anymore. So let me explain. So they had a elite border patrol mm-hmm. unit they brought in from Texas that I've never even heard of, which is another thing I'm going to look into later. But he, but they but this unit's been called in like all over the country to do specialized things. There was like what it over took, 300 it, it officers, took 500 agents. 500 agents that all like just weaponized and said this is what we're doing. Mhm. But we still don't know who the pipe bomber freaking mm. is. We still, where is, uh, and, and we can't even get a straight answer on that. And we certainly don't know who leaked the Dobbs decision. Uh, oh. That, we couldn't possibly figure that one out. Yeah, that no, one's no already way. case closed. Right. Case closed. No, no answers, here, no boys consensus. and girls. Yeah. I mean, you can tell when they are motivated to go after someone and get them off the streets. Mm-hmm. You can tell. They bring in yeah. 500 agents and a special border patrol unit, mm-hmm. and then they get it done within what a couple weeks or something yeah. like that. It's actually impressive too. I mean, I used to live in this area, and it's like he got all the way to Phoenixville. That's a good 45-minute drive from where he came from. Uh, you know, at least like how he did this, how he accomplished this. I mean, there's going to be a solid Netflix documentary on this coming up. Well, his his mom was like quoted in something that said that he was like a outdoorsman because he lived most of his life outdoors in Brazil because he was like I guess always in trouble with the law and and all that. Really? So, yeah, I would have never guessed. Right? I know. I'm shocked to hear that. It is pretty shocking. Huh, fascinating. But, but I can totally see that in the documentary. That's <laughs> He's camping out, you know, like, I guess, you know, going from town to town to town to get away. And we don't know the whole story here, but, like, one thing that's fascinating, just briefly here, is that, like, he comes from a place where he's he commits a murder. He's obviously very into crime. He had all sorts of brushes with the law. 
If you're leaving the country to run from a murder uh, investigation, you'd think you want to go to another country that's lawless, right? Like where you can probably get away with whatever else is going on. The fact that he chose America is mind-blowing. You'd think if you're a murder suspect, the last place in the world you'd want to go is the most advanced country in the world that can probably come chase you down with 500 agents and all sorts of resources. You could hide out in the jungles of Colombia probably forever. Mm-hmm. The fact that he decided to come here and, not, and of course, commit a murder as well is, is revealing. Like, I, it's that easy, apparently. The most advanced country in the world with cameras all over every major city, and they still don't know who the pipe bomber is. Mm. Or who left the cocaine in the White House. That's, oh. that's another great one. That, that's yes. like that's Mysterious. a that's awesome. That's like the Wuhan lab leak theory. Like was it was it bat soup or Wuhan? Who do we know mm. that snorts cocaine There's all no the time? There's, There's no, no way we to know. We just don't know. There's I don't, no way to know. Listen, all I've seen. Just to be clear, Jason Buttrell, is a crack pipe, okay? I've never seen Hunter snort cocaine. Mm. I've only seen him smoking crack. That's a good That's a great point. point. That's a yeah. great point. He's probably never snorted crack. Never. How dare you accuse yeah. this innocent, pious man of doing <laughs> such a thing as snorting cocaine? If How I, dare you? When it comes to the Bidens, if I hear one more person say no direct evidence, oh, I'm going to lose gonna my mind. I know. I know. I'm going to lose my mind. I know. I know. Um, okay. All right. We got to. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. That one. Every time I hear yeah. it, I, I can't. I can't believe they're still saying it. How can they still say it? An active member of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who you guys may recall is, well, yes, but also a drag queen club. Oh, yes. Um, Over in California, this is Clinton Monroe Ellis Gilmore was arrested near a park for publicly exposing himself. No way. Literally, you could have told me that. Just show me his picture and I would have told you the entire story. (laughs) In 10 seconds, we could have easily identified that he exposed himself. He looks like the guy in It. The clown? Yes. He does. He that does. Is super creepy. These wow. Pe- Gosh, I never would have thought that a drag queen that wants to shake their rears in front of children. And remember, when I went to the uh, Dallas Pride Fest um, over in, what was that, June? Um, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence were there, and they did have a bunch of pins on display that were like R and X rated pins that, you like, that participants of the festival could come in and and look at, and children were, like, right there, right in front of all of these disgusting uh, pornographic pins. So really, really solid people. Who would have ever guessed that this guy would have been caught masturbating uh, in front of a park? So according to numerous witnesses, he had been at this location for approximately one hour, sitting in his truck with the door open, masturbating. Or a solid hour? I mean, that's, now it's that's some, I mean, not efficient, I'll tell you. No. It's kind of impressive, though. Yeah, is it? I, w- I will say that. I mean, you should, I think you feel like you could watch a YouTube video to get better at that. <laughs> you can probably go a lot faster. Just um, from a time efficiency. He <laughs> also went by the names n- Novice Sister Beth Cockham. All right. Oh, that's good for And her. Novice Sister Man Romeo. But it's just fascinating because I always hear from the left, I always hear from them. When has a drag queen ever touched a child? And then they'll provide me with a link to a bunch of pastors who have done horrible things and who usually within the article, the link that they send, there is a mugshot of this pastor because they are being arrested and prosecuted for their crimes, which I am all in favor of. Mm -hmm. Like I have no, there's no like two tiers here. Um, I have no bias. 
I don't care who you are. I don't care if you portray yourself to be religious. I just want you prosecuted and I want you to pay heavily if you do anything like that with children. And they seem to have this like weird fascination with excusing drag queens as if grown men who dress up as women and shake their asses in front of children would never do anything sexual like that in front of kids. Yeah, this is something that the left cannot get right. They always try to, try to like separate things and say, well, this is the, this is the side. This is the. there are no sides in this issue no. at all. Like we do not care what you are, who or what you are affiliated with. If you do jacked up stuff when it incur- when it involves children, we want you to go to jail and get the lethal injection. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really do not care. But isn't but- it so telling about them? Yeah, because I mean, because you don't care. You actually want that because that is that is your value. That is your core value. Right. Well, it isn't for them. It doesn't it, seem to be. And it, it's it says a lot about the direction you're going into. Mm-hmm. Like, like, where do you find if you're willing to support these people and say, yeah, OK, they're on my team. You know, the, right. the, these are the people on your team, but these guys are on my team. Where do you see yourself ending up in, let's say, 10 years? Mm-hmm. Who are you allied with at that point? Mm-hmm. Who are you willing to sacrifice? Right. It's amazing. Still. Uh, I don't know what I can add to that. I mean, it's revolting, and and you know the fact that uh, they they are going down this road of like embracing drag queen story hours is outside of the horror of it, right? Um, and the, uh, the really dismantling of our morality. Uh, it's probably really beneficial to uh, to conservative politicians who want to say. Th- that's them, and we're over here. Like it's the whole thing where they're like, "Hey, you know what? We're against this uh, Sound of Freedom movie." <laughs> okay, well, wait. So you're for child trafficking? Like, what? Oh, you want to take that? We'll take the other side of that argument. Right. They're so extreme at this point that I think it does provide at least a real contrast for people to understand mm-hmm. which which way side the people are going. I mean, I think the same thing happens with like the Leah Thomas situation. Like, yeah, we're the people, I gotta say, we are the people who say that women should be going up against women in women's sports. That's us. Mm-hmm. If you want dudes going up against them, that's the other side. And there's a lot of those examples now. They're getting more and more extreme, which provides these examples. It, I don't think it's a good thing for our society, but at least it should be. Any competent politician uh, should be able to point out this difference. And you saw there's a poll that came out just the other day, you know, something like, you know, 70, 80 percent of people overall, not just Republicans, are saying, like, look, we don't want this stuff. You know, right. we, we don't we don't agree with the, with their these fringe views. Uh, they're not it's not running to the middle. It's yeah. running to these weird AOC extremes. And the more they do that, probably the better. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. At least politically. Yeah. Bad for society. Maybe good for All right, two alleged alien corpses were paraded in the Mexican <laughs> Legislative Palace yesterday. Um, I want to, yeah, let's let's play this. This is fascinating, and you guys know. I don't know if the two of you have either either of you have been on when I have talked about <laughs> aliens, but I so badly want to talk to people who believe wholeheartedly in aliens. Hmm. I'm sitting right here. What are you talking about? <laughs> is that real? No, that's ridiculous. Okay, it looks the, so fake. That, that was hilarious. They, they, this was actually in Mexican, the, their Congress. Yeah. yeah. They're presenting it. They had two options. They could provide, let's say, I don't know, like the whistleblower. That is know, not real. Recently. Or we can present these two paper mache, whatever. That's the a heck sculpture. That's so stupid. 
I, I love too that they're like, let's make it look just like ET. Right. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Steven Spielberg was right all along. <laughs> okay, so there are aliens. Oh, I totally believe in aliens. Do they do anal probes? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> are there aliens? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I really don't know. Stu, I'm asking you to speculate. Oh, okay. Take uh, a stance, Stu. Do you think Jason knows? I'll <laughs> say no. Really? I, yeah. yeah Most have... people who come on the show say, no, I don't, that, that it's not an alien. It's all, it's all in the Bible. That's kind of like, I mean, I, 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 you know, I can't, I'm not a biblical scholar. Yeah. So you anything. think there, there's an explanation for every single, like, UAP sighting? Because the government says there's some that aren't, they don't have explanations for it. They don't have explanations for it. That doesn't mean there's not an explanation. There's, of course, always an explanation. The but question also, is, do you know what it is? Yeah, right. Could be, uh, <laughs> it's aliens, right? Uh, who knows? Well, I mean, because I understand the idea that, like, do you really think that there's no life on any of the other planets out there? Seems like a waste of space. It does seem like a waste I of space. Contact. I'm just fascinated. Dang it! That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we still don't know if aliens exist, but we are quite confident that what you saw were not actual aliens. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.